You're listening to Tech Petition Podcast, episode 114, The Clean Cast. No sticker needed. Hello, everyone. December 1st, Tech Petition members James. Hi, everyone. This is Clarence. And, uh, well, it's just the two of us today, so we are going to take it as we can do it, and we'll probably call this uh, a mini-cast or something fun. Yeah, man. This 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 December already, man. Gosh. <laughs> I know. This year's gone by quick. Oh my goodness. So that means one thing, it's cold in Canada. Yes, it has finally started <laughs> to get cold on us. We saw some some snoo flurries this week and then ooh. Some snoo flurries. <laughs> some snoo flurries. But well, where I'm at, uh we have you know, we're right there by Lake Ontario. Uh-huh. So you have the lake effect weather. So like oh, New York man. and Boston have been getting pounded, and we didn't see nothing. What? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Uh, uh, speaking of Canada in the news section, uh, so you guys are getting some or have gotten some new currency, which is is kind of futuristic looking, I guess. Oh yeah, um, I got to handle some of these earlier this week. Canada just started a new uh, one hundred dollar bill. It's a very nice thin polymer, and so, uh, it's it's pretty damn interesting actually. So that in in itself, moving away from uh, paper to a polymer plastic type looking bill, does it does it just feel strange? And <laughs> I don't know. This is it, it feels do it, it feels like it's slick. Like when you hold it, you can just rub your fingers across, and it just stays. You know, you, you, your fingers slide on it really easy. Um, so for like counting, it should make it a little easier where you don't have to lick your thumb all the time to count it out. Uh, it's got a lot of features on it that are meant to help make it uh, less ability to counterfeit. Um, it's got a couple of parts that are actually see-through and they have holograms in them. So you can see different stuff. And then there's like uh, letters and everything else. Sort of like the conspiracy theorists will go nuts over this thing because there's all these little things here and there uh like the inks raised on it in places it's it's pretty interesting yeah that's kind of the trend with anti-counterfeiting measures to make it look crazier and crazier and put more uh uh, embossed stuff on it raised ink and stuff like that on it just to make it uh less you know easy to because i remember back in the day man uh when i was in high school and you know some person's just like copy the dollar bill you know just out of random the teacher got hysterical man it, it was just kind of <laughs> crazy you can't do that you can't copy bills it's illegal yeah man it's uh with with the print technology we have now it kind of you know it's, it's needed it's much needed well you know what this reminds me of other than you know the extra the see-through stuff on it do you have you ever seen like the older older bills from like the 30s and before have you ever seen any of those uh, not that I can remember. What's different about those guys? Well, I mean, they're huge, and they had uh, a lot of the same. Well, like where the designs are, were a lot of the same because I mean, they were just big, and there was lots of intricate detail in them, so that way you could look and tell. And this is what kind of reminds me of those. It's just it's not a big fat bill like they used to be because used to be. Uh, I mean, the bills were like, I think, six, seven inches across and four or five inches up. I mean, they were big, huge things. <laughs> big bills and, in uh, your pocket. <laughs> yep, make you feel better. Oh, so, so uh, one last question before we move on. Does it does this uh, build fold easily or is it 
Does it hold a crease? I mean, what kind of did you? Well, you know, I I didn't try creasing one because I was just like, mm, no, no, it's too pretty. I didn't... Yeah, it was it was just too pretty. I mean, it was like I was like the second person. Yeah, outside of the bank, I was the second person to put fingers on it. So you know, I was like, eh, I don't want to mess it up. But I mean, it's it was pretty, and I was just like, oh my goodness, look at this, holding up the light, and you can see all this stuff. It's uh, it's pretty radical, and they started out with a hundred dollar bill, and then they're gonna slide down to the fifty, the twenty, the ten, the five, and well, Canada doesn't really have a one dollar bill; they have coins for a, the one and one dollar and two dollar. Dude, you should actually do a video of that. That that would be pretty cool uh, for the site. Well, uh, next time I get a chance to put hands on one, I'll do that. <laughs> so uh, next, uh, I have we have some born movie news, or j- basically just a revelation that I didn't realize. I guess this has been out for a while, but the the new born movie won't feature Jason Bourne or Matt Damon. It's actually like a spinoff type story, which is is kind of weird. <laughs> The, that is kind of odd because there was four books in the series and they were following the series and I thought they were going to do the last book. From what I understand, there had been a lot of talk about it, but now they've switched it up. Um, I got to admit though, Jeremy Renner, I've enjoyed watching him for years. He's just always played a, a, a great characters. What's, what's so, some of the stuff he's been in? The first thing we'll probably remember seeing him in was SWAT. Ah, Remember yeah. SWAT? Yeah, definitely. He, w- yeah. he was uh, he was Colin Farrell's character at the very beginning of it that turned into the bad guy. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but then he's also uh, he's playing Hawkeye in the Avengers movie. He's in the new uh, Mission Impossible movie with Tom Cruise. So I mean, he's he's really started to blow up and and do really good. Yeah, I wonder why the move away from Matt Damon is it that he's just because he's getting older, you know? Because that. It looks like a very demanding role. You know, you have to be very physically fit to do that role, play the role of Jason Bourne. So, well, the thing is, though, Matt Damon is still in in he's great upper, shape. Yeah, but I mean, he, yeah, he's up in his upper thirties. But the thing is, if you look at our action heroes on the whole, they've been doing it up into their forties or one. I mean, look at look at Sylvester Stallone, look at Sly. You yeah. know, I mean, with Rocky Balboa and. Uh, the Rambo, he did both of those like back to back, and he's got the Expendable movies, you know. And he's in his 60s still, you know. And you look at him, and you go, I don't want to screw with this sucker because he's just, you know, I mean, you can do it. It's just, you know, yeah. they couldn't do like the longer takes like they used to because then you know your endurance does suffer a bit as you get older. Yeah, I mean, it could be the case of just getting burnt out because he's done three of these films already. And just a little more information about the new movie featuring Jeremy Renner. That's uh, it pretty good cast uh uh rachel wise edward norton uh oscar isaac joan allen which recipe people i don't know but ed norton Stacey is a big Keech. name i always love watching stacy stacy keach he does great roles yes yeah, so it, it it looks like it it could be a very good movie because man i just love the boring series man and hopefully keep the the, the thunder going well i mean we'll just have to wait to see because i remember when i was working as a projectionist and we got in the first born movie we saw the trailers for it, and I was like, oh, man, that demon as an action hero. <laughs> That's what I, I thought. <laughs> but then I put the mood together, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, this yeah. is awesome. I now have huge props for Matt Damon. Yeah, definitely one of my favorite action movies from the last 10 years. Um, in addition to the first um, the first bu- new Bond movie, Daniel Craig, I really love. But, yeah, he Matt Damon is, is a great action star. And also, he's a lot of fun because, he, you know, he's one of those guys, he does not care about – 
making fun of himself. He he would do silly things. He just has fun. You know, he doesn't take himself too seriously. And those kind of actors are the ones you enjoy watching the most. Yeah, and it's it's kind you know, of the, it, it comes across in their in their acting and what you watch. Yeah, that's true. And, it, and it's kind of like the first movie that I can really remember where like Matt Damon is just like a good actor outright, and then he's like moving over to this action genre. Uh, seems seems like more than not that the action stars are just you know. Um, not very good actors and then they eventually become you know blossom into great actors but i mean matt damon's already a very seasoned great actor and he's jumping into the action you know with the action stuff and well you know unfortunately in, in american cinematography that's the main reason why we have so many british and australian actors that are coming in and taking roles is because these guys can act i mean they learn acting whereas most of our american actors get started because they look pretty yeah, or was a you sports know, star or something like you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, was a great and athlete. They, and they and then they got to work into it. Whereas you know these guys all started early. You know they started early doing stuff, and you know they still had to go through the classical training, and then they get over because really, in, in the Europe, European and Australian markets, you've really got to make your bones. So they start with small stuff, and they get pushed to to refine their craft and their acting and do characters because. Especially in those films, they really work on characterization and story, whereas we may not get understand the story writing behind it. You can tell they do really good. And then when they come here and they take the American story writing, they're just able to bring out so much more. Yeah, I, I must agree. I must agree. Uh, I guess we can move on to some uh, sales figures. Uh, I guess I'll take the Xbox first. Um, Xbox having its best week ever selling uh, almost a million consoles in one week period. Uh, the week of Black Friday, pretty. Well, that's not surprising. <laughs> but uh, almost a million consoles. That that's just still kind of crazy. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's so much cheaper. The new 360 is so much more dependable and reliable mm-hmm. than the older models. You know, they finally fixed the heat sink problem, and uh, you know, I got. One friend that I've made up here that he's got a three six. He's a big three sixty player. He's got a PS three here. I'd never plays it. He uses it to stream movies and stuff. Uh-huh. And he's just waiting for his three sixty guy because he's got a. When he got Modern Warfare two, his wife bought it from, and it's uh. Well, no, this is the second one he bought because his ex wife bought him one, and got him into it. You know, and it was like most of his friends have switched over to PS three because there's this their systems red ringed on. It's like, well, I'm not buying another one. I'm going to go here. So he's kind of behind the times, but. The the 360 has really built up their their product uh, as far as systems to where it's like, you know what, now I actually would be interested in having one because I don't really have to worry about a red ring popping up and it takes me a month to get a system back. And it's like, well, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, the red ring problem, of course, the first batch of Xboxes, it was it was a huge issue. Uh, But, I mean, the last few years, they kind of hammered out those issues and... Of course, it costs them a lot of money, but it's kind of cool to see them bounce back. They've they've been leading the console wars this whole entire year, and I don't really see any reason why December would be any different. Uh, but still, I mean, almost uh, a million uh, consoles in a week is still kind of astounding. And seven and seven hundred fifty thousand connects, which yeah, that's pretty crazy too. But at this point, you wouldn't really buy a, a three hundred sixty without getting a connect if you're going to get it new anyway. So. No, no. Well, you got. So, well, also they had so many deals going on. Yeah. And everything else. I mean, it was just 
crazy. Yeah. And plus, with the Kinect, the 360 has really started to move into the casual gamer market, which the Wii has been dominating. Oh, yeah. Nintendo, but, you know, now that they have something there, it's better. It's just, you know, it's a lot of people are just like, well, we need the tight controls to be a little tighter would be nice instead of having to sit here with my hand over you know, waggle the fake button for like <laughs> five, ten seconds for it to even register and, yeah, you I know, mean, but yeah, they, I mean, they, they've gotten better. Yeah, I mean, at, at 150 bucks, which is a deal I saw in a lot of stores on Black Friday, that's, that's, that's I mean, that's almost a no-brainer to pick it up. <laughs> But uh, what about 3DS? You have some numbers there? Yes, yes. The 3DS has finally proved itself. I guess they decided they just need to do that price drop. Because um, as we talked about before, at 250 bucks, they just was not really moving. And now they dropped down the price. What is it, 160 I believe so. Yeah, yeah, 160 And it has – its first year has outdone the DS. That's pretty crazy. Year. I, I, I yeah. wouldn't think that would be so because, I mean, it's funny because – like most of the stuff you hear about the DS coming out of press is negative that I've heard, you know, um, as far as people's opinion of the console as a whole. But uh, there have been a lot of good games that come out like the last month uh, for the 3DS, which probably should have came out at launch. Well, yeah. See, well, that's another thing. The, the other thing that hampered the 3DS at the launch is they they pushed it up because, you know, the stockholders were worrying because it got to where nobody was buying Wii's really because if you had you wanted a Wii, you had one by then. You know, so they were worrying, so they pushed the console out before all the infrastructure was ready because you had a lot of the uh, online and uh, social features wasn't working. You only had five games. Uh, some of them had save file locks on them, which, you know, that really kind of irked a lot of people. You know, they didn't really like that because a lot of people will play through and they'll like to have another save file to where they can just start over from the beginning and scratch and, and do the challenges and stuff it's because it's fun but then you had a couple of games that took that away and i know as for me as a consumer that sucks yeah so when what point of the year did the 3ds come out it hasn't been out that long doesn't march. seem like yes that's not march what, it came wow. out in march and then the uh the infra rest of the infrastructure was it march or was it a little earlier like it was beginning of the year yeah, it like does really close to the very first of the year and then okay there was still like quite a few months left till it uh until the rest of the infrastructure came up. Uh, and now you've got the second iteration, the 3DS is going to come out that has the dual analog sticks, which people have been wanting. Um, so that's helped out a lot. And plus, like anything for a console handheld or home system or even for PC, you got to have the games. And since they've really started to bring out the games, it's, it's picked back up. And it's nice because they have new games coming out instead of rehashes of Star Fox, Zelda... Oh, yeah. Because yeah, it's like, really? <laughs> so, uh, James, with this whole uh, Windows phone marketing ploy that's going on, they're really, really trying to get people into the fray and get people trying out their devices. Uh, and uh, most people have never touched a Windows phone device or even played around with it. So what Microsoft has done, they have put up a website that any uh, iPhone or Android user can go to and get a slice of the Windows Phone experience right from the browser. Have you? Uh, I gotta admit, this? I I have not heard about that, but I gotta tell you, that is some pretty damn sneaky marketing. <laughs> it's kind of well, brilliant. It's well, if brilliant. you think about it, you really want to get people over like away from iPhones. Everybody, you know, so many people 
You've had so many people that have had uh, the iPhone. You know, it's already built in, and you want to get people away from that, but you give them a chance to demo your system on their iPhone and going, ooh, I like this. (laughs) You know, so that helps out. Yeah, I mean, it's surprising that more people haven't, I mean, more like Android or either uh, iOS hasn't done this already. So, you know, with with the capabilities of HTML5 and web browsers and stuff, you would think someone else would have already put together a demo that was similar to their phone experience. But, I mean, this is kind of, this this is very smart on their part to put something out like this. So, just, you know, just give people a try or a slice of the experience that may otherwise have no chance at all of uh, experiencing it. Yeah, well, I see. Now I'm looking at the article, and it's talking about you know it proves that it was possible to design a metro-styled, yet cross-form, cross-platform mobile web app, as as they put here on this article. And it's like, that's awesome. I'm surprised I haven't seen that before. Oh yeah. So uh, moving on to the next topic. Um, how do you pronounce this guy's name? I have no idea. Uh, the American is Guillermo del Toro. Well, him. Oh, Guillermo. That, dire- Guillermo. that director guy, man. The Toro guy. Uh, the <laughs> Hellboy. Yeah. Hands uh, yeah. He is actually, I guess it's his team. I don't know if he pinned it himself, but he has, him and his team has pinned a Hulk pilot and they have handed it in to ABC. Uh, apparently, these guys are very versed in all things Hulk and uh, are really excited about doing a true to uh, true to canon uh, Hulk series for the masses. What do you think? I think it would be good because I still fondly remember enjoy watching the Hulk TV show uh-huh. with a uh, uh, oh crap. Bill Bill Bigsby, oh man, I just lost some nerd points right there. <laughs> but you know, Bill. But now I tell you what, if they bring this back, and for the older fans, for anybody that loves you know the Marvel stuff, and go back and watch that, they better be ready to come with it because. Oh yeah. Bill Bigsby, just was such a phenomenal, Bruce Banner. Like he was, almost spot on for, uh, the comic version of his character. You know, he was always. Scared, he was always doing his best to to stay out of stressful situations, to lay low. He didn't want you know uh, his stuff to be weaponized and things of that sort. So, and he was just such a phenomenal actor. Yeah, I mean, they'd be ready to bring it. It's almost to the point where I would want to see somebody sort of like Ed Norton's Hulk uh, a few years back. I, I would want to see somebody channel him, but with the great special effects that we have now it could be a really really uh, awesome series but now, but now on the special effects that one's a little rough because the original hulk worked so well because you had you know Lou Ferrigno come in who was just yeah totally massive dude that was still able to physically move and everything else like that i mean and you have the the movie cg which was great but generally in the tv shows that level is kind of hard to do for a price range you know within the budgets that they want to do it yeah, I mean, I understand. I mean, that was good for that time, you know, having uh, Lou Ferrigno play Hulk. But I'm, I mean, it's almost uh, goes without saying that you will have to have a CG Hulk in this series. But like you said, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of money to actually pull this off and pull it off successfully. But that being said, there are a few shows out there that really do get top dollar. Uh, 
Smallville wasn't one of them. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah, very, well, it's a, very yeah. few shows out there to get the real money and really do something special with the series. Well, Smallville in its later years suffered the same way that uh, Farscape did because they started off with all this great stuff, but as they went on, they did their best to try to make it as cheaper and cheaper and cheaper as possible. And, you know, that made some stuff suffer. Whereas, I got to be honest, I love Smallville, but there was a lot of times the writing had much to be desired. Yeah, well, as well as special effects. But yeah. uh, that's, that's kind of the reason I'm, I'm glad that these guys are passionate about it because I think they'll do it justice. Oh yeah. So uh, so what's happening with uh Germany and some Dead Island? Well, uh, okay, Dead Island's been out for a few months now, and Germany's uh ratings board has finally gotten around to banning Dead Island to be sold in Germany. Oh man, they ban a lot of stuff over there, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, now uh, Techland, the guys that did it, published it and everything else, they said you know they wasn't too surprised by this they were actually kind of surprised that it made it through the everything like it did initially you know because germany's just got a really huge uh they've got a very interesting take on what they have for their you know violence and stuff like that you know and there's they're not upset about it you know because like well you know that's how they are and we have to comply mm-hmm. but it's one of those things is like well damn it's already all the way up in there are you going to have people going into the Use game stores to the mom and pops. Yeah. It's kind of hard at this point to pull something that's already out, you know. Yeah. Well, and especially due to the fact that they're actually starting to bring out DLC for, for Dead Island the way DLC should be done. You know, the game's been out for a few months. Here's some DLC. A month or two later, here's some DLC. You know, that's that's the way it needs to be done instead of, like, a lot of people. Oh, here's some DLC that's on the disc you have to pay for. Or, okay, the game's out. Here's... You know, within two weeks, here's a bunch of map packs, and we'll leave you alone now. Or here's like, here's the character we didn't put in that we created from the start. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> so, so who's worse, Germany or Australia? Oh, they're kind of close. I think Germany's a little bit more stricter on their stuff. I really do think they are. So... Uh, I think Germany's got Australia beat because I think within Germany, I, you have to like go out of the, you have to physically go out of the country to go buy something that's restricted to be sold. Whereas in Australia, you can kind of get around it by importing it. So I think therein is the difference. Ah, uh. like I don't think they're going to be able to take away, you know, tag people that's already got it, you know, because that's just not right. I mean, they'd have yeah. to go in and refund them all their money and. That's a lot of money to refund because even though review-wise it, it didn't do all that well, it's it was a huge hit and lots of people are still playing it. Yeah, this is kind of strange that they would pull it, that, you know, at this point. But um, my last news story: uh, a new internet called Grid. What what's this? Uh, well, what it is is a company called CERN that was uh, part of. Well, they claim to be part of. Uh, the process of getting the World Wide Web or the Internet as we know it up and going. Um, basically, it's set up um, initially for researchers so that way it can handle the huge amount of uh, data and input collation and everything else that they use it for. Um, but they're wanting to set it out because basically this thing can produce uh, – well, the, the grid is the – 
processing power behind it. Uh, the actual thing is called LHC, and I can't really find anything on what that stands for at the well, moment. What is hydrogen collider? Yeah, well, see, well, the, well, used, well, well, see the, the, they started up the hydrogen collider, and they're using the grid system to gather all of the data. Because, I mean, this thing was putting out like 10 terabytes of data a second. Mm-hmm. And the regular processing power and ability that the web, the, the Internet as we know it, has to push the data just wasn't up to snuff. So they built this system that uses the, the grid processing power. So mm-hmm. it... And I mean, well, basically, they say this thing is so fast that you can download a high-definition, full-length feature film in two seconds. Yeah, well, the only thing right now, this is like in a closed uh, scenario. I, I don't know how well this would work if it's, uh, you know, all over a mass network. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's it's one of those things. The original World Wide Web was first set up as an enclosed network and then came out. Now they've got a lot of stuff they'd have to deal with because, you know, regular internet is such a hugely integrated and entrenched infrastructure right now. I don't see how they could do that. But with what's coming out and people streaming and needing data to move fast, this could be a slow progression too. But we'll have to wait and see. I just thought this was like one of the coolest yeah. things because. I had not heard about it until I was just looking around this week, and I came across it, and I was like, it said, what? You do what? Yeah, it's, 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 what one, it's one of those stories that you hear that, uh, you know, we'll be walking on the moon or something. One of them stories like that, that, you know, scientifically is possible, but the possibility of seeing it, seeing it in real world practical use is probably low. Uh, like one of the things, uh, one of uh, the, the the paragraphs here says, uh, this distri- in order for the data distributed, it relies on 10 gigabit fiber optic lines that connect to the CERN uh, uh, tier one data centers, which that in itself is a huge hurdle because it's, it's all about the infrastructure from what I can tell. And for it to, to come to the masses, it would be a lot of infrastructure that has to be updated and changed. But well, like, not only infrastructure, but I mean, there's a huge amount of money that we, as the the end consumer, would have to be f- fronting. Yeah. You know, but not for the gamer standpoint, there would be a lot interesting about it because some of the stuff I've come across is you could have a game if that you know runs everything on the the main servers, you know, like it normally does. You could have a game with thousands of people playing at once in one map, you know, one world, one time going. But doing it like you were, you know, like on Call of Duty Killzone where you have like a 12 to 16 man team on each side, but you could have thousands. Um, That's pretty exciting, but on the other side of that is an actual gamer. All I can think is, man, I'd never get a step out of the spawn point. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Cool beans. Yep. Um. I have a deal. I put it in the wrong place, but I'll go ahead and talk about it. Uh, deal of the week. Buy a $499, uh, $499 PlayStation 3D display, which is the display we talked about probably a month mm-hmm. or two back that, yep. uh, has, exactly has full on 3D, but it also allows for, uh, uh, multiplayer gaming where one person has the full screen to themselves using, uh, the, the 3D shutter, uh, technology or whatever. Yeah, the uh, Simon View. Yeah, so so that's that's available at Best Buy right now for four ninety nine, and as an added bonus, you can get a PS three for a hundred bucks. Uh, 
which is kind of cool. But my thinking is, is is that you would already have a PlayStation 3 before you buy it. But a good deal nonetheless. So if you're at Best Buy, check it out. Well, also it's one of those things that if you've had one PS3 in the household and you've gotten kids or you've gotten married, you know, and you kind of want a second one that maybe you can have as your adult, you know, where you can have the more mature stuff while the kids play on the other, it's great because then you could spend that much and you get a really good TV because I've actually got to see this in action. Oh, really? Here, yeah, and it's... It's it's freaking wild. It, it was pretty pretty damn neat because uh, a future shop, which is one of their uh, their analog to Best Buy or Best Buy and how we had Circuit City. Future Shop is Circuit City, but they're going strong, so I don't think they have to worry about going out of business. But they had one set up and they had a Killzone Three there, and me and this other guy we switched the glasses it was like, oh wait a minute here, yeah, and it was it was pretty wild. I have to admit it was very interesting. So I mean, this this product also looks, looks like it's probably going to be mostly aimed at the college student or dorm room, because yeah. just for the sheer size of it, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's only a 24 inch display, but I mean, if you've got a small dorm room or whatnot, you don't need any bigger than that. It gives you the the highest display that you can get right now. And I, I mean, for really for what it is, I, I would say 500 bucks ain't that bad. But, I mean, I haven't really shopped around like that in a long time, so I, I really couldn't tell you one way or the other on that one. I would think it's a good deal. <laughs> yeah, But it but depends you, on if you have any games packed in with the PS3, too. Yeah, I mean, but honestly, you can get like a, four, uh, you know, probably a 40-inch, uh, you know, maybe not 3D display, but you can get a nice 40-inch 1080p display for under for about or under $500. Yeah, yeah, you can. So it, it it depends. I mean, it's it's really is towards the college crowd, and then you know for the Sony fanboys, things of that sort. So sweet. Well, uh, speaking of 3D, <laughs> um, I posted a a review of Tekken Hybrid on the site, and uh, I kind of had a little bit about the Tekken Blood Vengeance CG movie that comes with it. Um, for anybody that maybe not know, because really. For Tekken Hybrid, there was like no uh, marketing for it hardly whatsoever. Like I, I knew a lot of people that I came across while I was looking around in the shops. Is like, oh man, a new Tekken? <laughs> you know, um, the CG in the movies awesome. I mean, it's really smooth. It's really good. Yeah. Story wise, uh, it's Tekken. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I've been looking at these screens, uh, and it, it looks really beautiful. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's beautiful. It's smooth animation. It's it's really spot on. You know, they didn't they they did set it up for Japanese first, so you still get the uh, the dubbing, which looks a little weird. But you know, for any of us that like watching anime, oh well. Anyway, uh, story wise, it's kind of eh, but the fight sequences are freaking awesome. I mean, they're they're pre- I mean, they're pretty tight just to sit there and watch that. There's, on their own. Hmm. So in itself, does Tekken have a story? I mean, I mean, you know, uh, like, I mean, if we compare it to like Street Fighter, Street Fighter has the anime stories that's built around it that a lot of people use, you know, to, um, well, uh, yeah, well, see in the Street Fighter, 
games, the story's always kind of changed yeah, a little it, bit with every yeah, definitely game changes. that's come out. They've always retconned it, whereas with Tekken's always been centered around uh, the Mishima family. Because you had the first one where Heihachi was holding the tournament and Kazuya beat him, and then you got into the second one where uh, Heihachi beat Kazuya, threw him in the, you know, supposedly killed him. Then you had the third one where you had Heihachi, and then you had Jin. You know, and it always progressed, and it was always centered around the Mishimas. And there's always been something going on there. So was this like a direct-to-DVD uh, movie in uh, Japan, or was it? did it actually go to the theaters? No, nope, it was direct-to-DVD. Direct or Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, Blu-ray. It was direct-to-Blu-ray because you, you, it's not for sale by itself. Mm-hmm. So it comes in, and how you get it, it comes on one Blu-ray disc, and you put it into your system, and you download Tech and Tag HD – which is an HD version of Tekken Tag without any online play, which shame on Namco for that one because well, you missed an opportunity, um, which is basically an up-res of Tekken Tag for uh, that was the launch title for the PS2. And then you get a demo of uh, Tekken Tag 2 that you only have four characters in two stages. The prologue. Yeah, the prologue. Because you get uh, Zhao Yu, uh, Alisa Boskanovich, Devil Jin and Devil Kazia. Hmm. So overall, is the Tekken hybrid a good package? Uh, is well, it, or it, is it just for the hardcore Tekken fans? Um, it's somewhat for the hardcore Tekken fans because you go back to Tekken Tag, and the game mechanics are you know they're kind of outdated seeming now. But I mean it's still fun if you like playing Tekken Tag back in the day. You're gonna pick this up easily. Uh, Tekken Tag Two. As in the tag and uh, a couple of new tag features, but it's based on the built on the Tekken Six engine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, for for diehard Tekken <laughs> fans, it's, it's great. The, the Tekken Six engine. Six. Oh, did I say <laughs> you probably Tekken did. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's hard to say because if they'd had the online play for the Tekken Tag HD part. That would have been phenomenal because that would have opened up a lot of people getting to try the tag because you've got a lot of people that got into Tekken that never got a chance to play tag. You know, because you don't ever see a tag machine anywhere except rarely. Uh, you don't ever see a copy of Tekken tag that anyone can play because, I mean, it was on the PS2. Um, but more than likely, the Tekken tag HD will be released on PSN shortly because. It downloads onto the PS3 from the disc, but you got to have the disc in to play. That is weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's like uh, when I got Dead Space 2, I got the limited edition for uh, the PS3 that had the Dead Space Extraction. And the Dead Space Extraction is downloaded on my PS3, but i got to have the disc in to play it because it, it shows that it's disc-based. So you got to have the disc in to play it. But, you know, it's set up so that way you can't let somebody borrow it. And they can download it, and then you know you can do sharing that away. So it's a it's a safety feature to keep people from pirating it too easily. Hmm. Darn uh, DRM, I hate you. <laughs> yes, you make us you make it so hard for us to get free stuff. <laughs> uh, in the last story in our tech roundup, uh, Spotify had a press conference. And they are basically doing the equivalent of what Facebook has done with their with apps. Um, 
Spotify's has launched their own platform, which they're going to have apps within their platform, which is kind of weird. Uh, for example, uh, Last FM. Last FM is a nice service. They actually have an app for Spotify now in which it uses Spotify and scrabbles your check tracks. Uh, uh, something now, else. Now, is this a is this a mobile platform or do you is it a like a service well, application you download on your computer? Because I, I have never really messed with Spotify, so I don't know that much about it. Well, good question. Uh, Spotify is an app which you actually download for your computer, uh, like iTunes or anything like that. Except all the music is in the cloud. All the playlists, playlists on Spotify in the cloud. It's basically like a browser in which you listen to music. Uh, so just now, is there a is there a, a monthly? Is it a subscription based, or does they do they rely on advertising? It okay at the very basic, the free version it relies on advertising. So you may hear ad probably every twenty tracks, or if you're looking at the Spotify app on your computer, there's an ad at the bottom of the application. Uh, if you want to take it onto a mobile device, there's another tier in which you do have to pay money to actually uh, take it on a mobile device. And there's another tier which just remove ads but doesn't allow you to use it on mobile. So that's how they make money. Uh, but, so, but, go ahead. So it's it's just a stream. There's no way unless you have it running through a recording program, you can't just download a track from it. Well, you don't need to. because uh, You're – uh, you're always going to be connected to the internet, or so they presume. I know we have people who who hate that, but <laughs> you're, they always presume you're connected to the internet, unless you're taking it mobile. With mobile, they allow you to download the songs on your system, uh, onto your uh, mobile device. So that's the only real difference there. It allows you to download the songs on your mobile device. You can take it anywhere without have to actually being on be on the internet. Oh, okay. But uh, a little bit more about the uh, the apps themselves. Uh, they also have another app called uh, Billboard Top Charts. So it's just like a curation of the top song, the hottest songs on the Billboard Billboard charts, uh, the top 100 or the Billboard Top 200. So I mean, you know, not really groundbreaking apps here. But the one component that Spotify lacked was a curation tool. And with these apps, now Spotify covers all the points because they have a built-in curation tool that you can just sit back and hit play and it'll, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll give you fresh new stuff without you having to do much of anything else. Well, actually, that's, that's really cool because that would give you a chance to maybe find out about artists that kind of do in the same genre that you like that maybe you haven't heard of. Yeah, so that's it, not too bad. That that actually sounds like a really great tool for somebody maybe that's starting out or have been around that just hasn't been able to break through that ceiling. And plus the fact that they're integrated with Facebook, you can actually just log in with your Facebook ID. You can share songs to your Facebook friends, and, and you know since it's free, they can if they install the app also, they can just pretty much click and listen to any song that you share with them. So there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff going on with Spotify. I wasn't really hot about Spotify at first because the fact that you did have to download an app and it wasn't it wasn't all just on the web. But they're doing some really cool things and I'm kind of excited about it actually. But yeah, gotcha. that's Spotify. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Facebook, the new big brother. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Why have we run out of stuff to talk about? I, I believe we've got through it. 
Wow. Just the two of us, huh? Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, you know, it kind of sucks we didn't have Carl to, for me to bounce back across, but, you know, <laughs> we, we called this the cleaner cast. The cleaner cast. <laughs> That's about what it was. <laughs> oh, man, no sticker needed. <laughs> so, well, we got some final comments here. Uh, people should should visit the site. Uh Send us some fan mail that fan that's fans at techpedition.com. Uh what else we got? Uh follow us on Twitter, uh find us on Facebook, and visit our Google Plus page. We've been trying to update that uh since they've released the uh the, the fan pages on Google Plus. So check us out. Uh tweet us. Contact uh, us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tweet us. Uh very, we very love quick. questions. Give us questions, give us ideas about stuff that you want to hear about. Very, very quick. If you want to hear more about like a certain genre, if you want us to do very, very something, you know, like maybe a segment on the site that deals with first person shooters or with fighting games or with platforms or stuff like that. Ask us. We love that sort of stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Very, very quick. Because so, that feedback helps us be better for you. Very, very quick. Oh, yes. So, uh, until next time. All right, peoples, y'all have fun. We'll be back. And hopefully, we'll do. We'll be main casting next time. Very, very quick. Later. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. I can't I can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. <laughs> <laughs>